The following Dharma talk was recorded live after service on October 24th, 2010. This is Russo Jeffess. We're looking for our online listeners to help us out. If you stream or download an MP3 or podcast, please consider making a donation to support this effort to share the Dharma. We are glad to offer these files for free, and we would be grateful if you would go to our webpage and make a secure donation to the temple via PayPal. So, good morning again. Today, for the Dharma talk, uh, it's a little bit informal, but I'd like to go over some nuts and bolts kinds of things. Last week, one of the folks here in the Hondo or the temple asked me a question about gasho. Gasho is the placing of our hands like so, just in front of our sternum, uh, not pressed together uh, unnaturally so, not with our fingers spread apart, not with our thumb hanging out like this but with everything all nice and neat together. Their question was that they felt they were putting so much concentration into making sure that they were doing this correctly, that they were not focusing on the prayers, on reciting the sutra and so forth, as we're we're doing our service in the morning. And they asked me if it was okay to just put their hands on their legs, like so. And I said, well, well, that's certainly alright, I mean, you're free, you know, you're free to do what you want. This is America, after all. Um, people commonly do exactly what they want. However, that's not really what Buddhism is all about. So, to understand what Gasho is, first off, Gasho is not just something for us to do with our hands. It's not... It's not putting our hands in prayer, either. Uh, We come from a country where Christians, I guess Christians still pray like this, kind of, sort of. Maybe not as formally as as we do, but, you know, they they, they put their hands something like that. Don't they kind of? I guess I've never really seen. Okay. Okay, well, I see. Priests still still do it. They'll bow like that. Okay. The common people don't. Okay. So, you know, there, I see, I just remember when I was younger, the sculpture, the praying hands, you know, kind of thing. It's traditional, I yes. So, uh, or, you know, clasping your hands like this. We, this is not prayer. This gasho uh, hand position, or mudra, properly called, is not prayer. This gasho is a sign of respect, appreciation, gratitude, all of those kinds of things. It is sort of like namaste. It's I respect you, I bow to you, I honor you, I praise you, praise the Buddha in you, I appreciate you. In our iconography, in our imagery, our Buddhas uh, have their hands in gasho, bowing to you. You see in this uh, the pictorial representation of the Hongzong, the Buddhas have their hands in Gasho, bowing to you. The statues they have their hands in Gasho, bowing to you. We place our hands in Gasho because we are also bowing to the Buddhas. 
We are showing our appreciation, our respect, our gratitude. So when we place our hands in Gosho, we're actually saying something. As is the case with all mudras or hand gestures in Buddhism. They are not just things to do with our hands to keep them occupied or to keep them out of trouble or to keep them from picking our nose or any of those kinds of things. They are statements. Each one is saying something. So, during our service, when we place our hands in Gasho, it is just as important to keep our hands in the proper position when we're supposed to, because we are saying something to the Buddha and to the Sutra. We're showing our respect, our gratitude, our appreciation to the Sutra and to the Buddhas. And so if we think that our mind is distracted because we're making so much effort into keeping our hands in the proper position, keeping our fingers together, keeping our thumb uh, closely into the hand and not flying out uh, somewhere all by itself. If we think that that is wasted thought or distracted thought, then it's not actually so because you're concentrating on trying to say the right thing. Hand gestures are very important. Uh, we use hand gestures when we drive, right? When somebody, when somebody does something that we don't like, we have a convenient hand gesture for them. And the more, the more vigorously we invoke that hand gesture is supposed to represent, the more vigorously we are upset. Uh, when someone is coming and you want to wave to them, if, they're, if you're really excited about them, do you go, hello, hello, wave, wave. Or do you go, wave, wave, you know, hello, hello. So our hand gesture is very important. It, it makes a statement. And we don't necessarily associate that. So keeping our hands together in Gosho is important. Our mental energy focused on keeping it in the correct position is important. It is part of our Buddhist practice. There are whole schools that spend countless amounts of time perfecting the holding of the hand in certain gestures, in certain positions, and the transition from one uh, mudra to another mudra from one hand position to another hand position. So it is important. And eventually you will perfect it. Eventually you will uh, become much more natural in your holding in holding your hands in Dasho. We, uh, we also don't generally do half Gasho. Occasionally when we're walking or holding something we may we may do a half Gasho um, like if I'm walking in front of the, the altar here, we cross the path, the central line. I may do, if I've got something in my hand, I may do a half gasho. But other than that, we do not generally do half of a thank you, half of appreciation, half of gratitude. We like to show the whole of gratitude. That's why uh, during the service, you can easily see Alan helping out now. 
When I'm doing it, you may not notice, but you can see that when Alan is beating the mokusho, he has his other hand on his lap in a specific way. It's supposed to be a nice, neat way. It's because we don't do half gasho, even while we're beating the mokusho. Um, when we're doing service, when after we ring the first three bells at the beginning of the sutra, as we're chanting, we ring ping, and then we chant, say some more lines, and we go ping, and we say some more lines, and we go ping. At that time, you may place your hands in, in sashu, like this, together, like this. Or you may uh, less formally rest them down your lap, but the formal way is to hold them like this. So you may do that, or you may pick up your sutra and hold it. But until the third bell, we should try to keep our hands in gasho if we can. Then, when we ring the last two bells, we go, we're chanting sutra, chanting sutra, chanting sutra, and all of a sudden, ping, and we chant some sutra a little bit more, and we begin to slow down, we go ping, and we chant some sutra more. On that, on that first of the last two bells, we then release our hands from shashu and place them back in gasho. It's a lot to remember, I know. But the better we can become at remembering these little details, the better we can become at being mindful of all the details in our life. So they are important. I'd like to talk a little bit now about, well, Bob this morning is wearing the Wagesa. Alan wears it regularly. And Bob had asked, what's the significance of the Wagesa? So, the, uh, you've seen me wear the Kesa, the bigger square panel thing that wraps around the body. This Wagesa is a uh, traveling version of the Kesa. If we were to, in olden times, uh, apparently, supposedly, they would fold the Kesa up, and if you can imagine... Um, I should probably go get mine. I'll get it later um, since I'm recording this and they're not going to see it anyway. But if you imagine there's that big square panel, the big big rectangular panel, and there's a strap that comes up which you see across my uh, left shoulder coming down into it. If you fold everything all up into that little strap, then it becomes a very long uh, strap like this. And so this is made to represent that folding process. And then they would tie it over their shoulder like this and ride horses. So this is uh, how, this is a less formal way. So this is also the Buddha's robe. Uh, people look at this robe, this gray robe or black robe, whatever the priest may be wearing, <coughs> they think that's the robe. This is just the formality. This is just ceremonial garments. It is actually this kesa or wage, I mean the wagesa or kesa um, that we wear that is actually the Buddha's robe. They come in a variety of different sizes. The one that I normally wear is five panel. It's made in a patchwork design to represent the patchwork of the Buddha's robes. In other words, he didn't wear uh, a solid, nice fabric robe, but pieced together, sewn together. And so we have the different patch, patches on the five-panel wagesa, I mean kesa. There's also a seven-panel kesa, uh, which is all, it's much, much longer, much bigger. I do not have one. 
They're a tad bit expensive, and uh, so I don't I don't have one. And uh, so so that's that's this. Uh, we talked about Gasho. I'd like to talk a little bit more, if I may, about just a little bit of the formalities around the temple. Why do we have our right shoulder bare and our left shoulder covered? Why do we circumambulate in a clockwise direction? Why do we enter the hondo with our left foot first and our right foot when we go out? So it's left in, right out. Traditionally, the king or the ruler's throne, when possible, was in the southern quarter or the southern uh, uh, direction with his back to the north, facing south. And we're just fortunate enough at this temple to be generally, this is generally the northern direction. So our Buddha, fortunately, generally gets to face in the southern direction. If we face... From the north to the south, the sun rises on our left side and sets on our right side, and the sun is always in our face and keeps us warm and illuminated. So this is the reason why we have that direction. We enter on the left foot because the sun rises from the left, we exit on our right foot because the sun sets on the right. We circumambulate in a clockwise direction so that we can keep our right shoulder, our weapon shoulder, facing the Buddha. We bare our shoulder so that we, we show the Buddha that we have no arms, no weapons. It's out of respect. We, we bare our shoulder. So if we, if we circumambulate in a clockwise direction, think about this, it always keeps our left shoulder to the throne or to the Buddha. And then we go around in the back side and it still keeps our... Here we, except at New Year's, we pull the altar out so that we can go all the way around. But generally when we come up here, we come up and offer incense. So it appears that our right shoulder then faces the Buddha, but in actuality we would be circumambulating the Buddha, and so our right shoulder would be away from the Buddha. Quick question, George, just in reference to the shoulder. Yes. Um, does it, I had read somewhere also that because like people would keep like concealed weapons and stuff in there to assassinate kings, burying the right shoulder also shows like sincerity. Sure. Yes. Sincerity. Yes. Just, like, yeah, you're just not. You're you're just totally unarmed. Yeah, yeah. Never mind that you could put it in your right armpit, but we're not going to go into those details. But, but generally, the right shoulder, the right arm, was your weapon's arm, and so you're showing that there's no weapon. Also, a sign of respect um, to the Buddha that we 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 bear ourselves to the Buddha. We come before the Buddha as ourselves, without any concealment. Okay. We also, generally speaking, as we cross the center line, we give a slight bow as we're walking. It is not necessary to come up to the center line, bow, and then walk across the center line. It takes a little bit of practice, but
but we walk up to the center line bow from our waist and then come back up again and walk and do the same. And the reason for that is, is because we're crossing the line of sight of the Buddha. Just as if two people are talking and you cut in between them, it is proper etiquette to say, excuse me, to maybe bow your head a little bit, even in America, say, excuse me, and kind of duck your head, and then you, if you have to go in between them. So we're doing the same thing. As we cross the line of sight of the Buddha, we are bowing, excuse me for, for interrupting your, your line of sight. We try to remember to do that when we're crossing the center line. If you have an altar at home, it's not necessarily to to lay out that line throughout your entire apartment or house and figure out where that line is and wherever you are in your house, bow when you cross that line. But I'm sure that you have a small area that you consider to be your sacred space. And you might try to practice as you cross in front of that area to clean your altar or to maintain the, the space my practice, that bowing. All of these are little itty-bitty nitpicky things, aren't they? But they are part of just being more mindful, being aware of where we are, what we're doing, practicing for when we are away from the temple or away from our sacred space. Practicing to be more mindful in all of our situations. Being mindful when we're driving. And instead of maybe giving the person the bird, just try to give them gusho. Even if it's in your heart. Uh, they are human. They may, they may be evil, but you don't know that. Uh, they may have gotten up that morning. They just might have gotten up that morning and plotted to get you on the road to find you, to seek you out, and to cut you off if you were <laughs> driving. They might have, but chances are they didn't. So we, not, we don't take it personally. This refers back to my ten points from last week about not taking things personally. Okay, so with that, I will go ahead and close today's uh, in, uh, informal Dharma talk. There's certainly lots of other things that we do as far as tradition and and uh, ceremony and formalities. But I did want to talk about the gasho. It is important. And uh, we should try to do it correctly when it is appropriate. We bow to each other and uh, we bow to the Buddhas. So, with that, let us uh, chant Odai Moku three times together. I'll do the first one solo. Namu Myo Oh,